0: Everyone, welcome to the Fire the Cannon podcast. We come at you week after week, and this (laughs) week we're relentless.
1: We never give up. You can't stop us. I know
0: you wish we would stop, but we
1: won't. Mm -mm. (laughs) You probably tried to click on my favorite murder or something. Guess what, bitches? It's us. Yeah. (laughs) Your least favorite murder.
0: (laughs) Okay. So this episode, we're talking about the Great Gatsby, second half.
2: Who's we, you might ask?
0: Who's we? You ready for the hosts and the producer to introduce themselves? We're ready. Okay, here they be.
1: Here I be. My name's Jackie. I'm your first host. My name's Rachel. I'm your second host.
0: And I'm Theo. I'm the executive producer.
1: Whoa. Hot damn. We're loving that.
0: Hot dog.
1: All right, here we are. So um, I have a great story that I asked Rachel and Theo, should I tell you guys on the bonus episode or should I wait for the main feed? And they said, we think everyone deserves to hear this. So let's wait for the main feed. If it's as great as you say. (laughs) (laughs) So what it is, um, I actually, instead of me telling you the story, I'm going to let my sister Madeline tell you the story. Is that okay? Is she here? No, she's not. But I have a recording of her telling it. So I'm going to play it into the microphone.
2: Yeah. Are you going to also send Theo... Can you send him the file? I don't know if I can because it's a Marco Polo. <laughs>
1: What's that? Okay, so get ready for some really bad audio, audience. <laughs> All
0: right, starting off strong.
1: If it's that bad, then I'll just record <laughs> myself, like, pretending to be Madeline. Okay, so let's do this. Yeah,
0: okay. just sort of whimpering and sniffling.
1: Whimpering and sniffling. <laughs> she does. You have <laughs> weird impressions of her <laughs> sisters. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a dog.
0: <laughs> She's a dog with allergies. Okay, don't
2: watch if
1: you're like busy or anything, but I have a question because you guys are more like understanding of gender things than <laughs> I am. This kid, we had new kindergartners in today for a little kindergarten camp, And I said, Do you <laughs> It's kinda of funny? I said, Do you have any brothers or sisters? And he said, Um, we're called they. And I said okay do you have any siblings and he said yeah I have a sister (laughs) and I was like okay that's like kind of what I just said but you corrected me and then (laughs) I said what is their name and he said no I only have one and I was like what the heck am I supposed to say I don't understand (laughs) it
0: so I was like
1: confusing out there for sure. Well, so yeah, what what was she supposed to do
2: here? I think the kid was just being a kindergartner. I don't think it was a problem.
1: I know. I just thought that was so funny. She tried so hard, and then he was just like, They're No, I theys. only have. We're called Theys. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a sister. We're
2: called Theys.
1: Do you have any they's? That's what I would have said. (laughs) (laughs) And then like he didn't even understand the concept (laughs) of like they as a singular pronoun. Like,
2: no, I only have one. The kid understood that you could have a sibling that's not a brother
0: or a sister. Yeah. See, I'm... Very understanding about gender things. So I think that kid was totally in the right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Madeline, she should be canceled. She made an unforgivable
1: error. Oh, yeah. Well, I like I like that Madeline said, you know, you guys are smarter about gender than me, so like tell me what I did wrong here. And it's like, you actually did everything right. <laughs>
2: well, no, I mean I guess Madeline could have started with, Do you have any siblings? Hey, she could have, yeah. <laughs>
1: I think from that point on, everything she did was correct. <laughs> I mean, I will tell you, like, being in genetics, like when we asked family questions and we say do you have siblings there are there are adults like people who speak english as their first language and are adults who don't know what sibling means and you have to say brother or sister to get them to get it that's fine kinder runners may not know either Hmm. yeah but
2: i think if you say do you have any siblings you know like brothers or sisters or they's
1: (laughs) yeah siblings (laughs) siblings niblings. yeah
0: yeah. It sounds like a like an old comedy routine, like a who's, who's on, on first, first kind <laughs> of thing, yeah, right? Like it's like you can imagine that the the sort of there's like the the straight man and then the person is yeah. messing with them, mm-hmm. and then you're like mugging. No, you idiot! I only have one. Yeah, only <laughs> have one. That's one. pretty
1: funny. That's the only good thing that's going to happen in this episode because now we have to talk about the Great Gatsby. Oh
2: come on! Okay, all right. Let's talk Gatsby. Gats, By but... that I mean we're going to discuss chapters five through nine. Of The Great Gatsby by...
0: F. Scott Fitzgerald.
2: Yes. And that's the second half of the book, by the way.
0: Only two halves. This is great.
2: Only two halves. How unexpectedly delightful. (laughs) So, Theo, do you remember where we left off last episode? Could you give a little brief summary?
0: We just found out that The Great Gatsby wants to date Nick's... Cousin. Aunt. Cousin. Cousin. Uh Uh-huh. But she's married to Tom. It's a little tricky. So and Tom he, sucks. Th- th- and he's
1: also cheating on her with Myrtle. Mm-hmm.
0: He wants Nick to invite his cousin over. What is her name? Daisy. The Great Gatsby wants Nick to invite Daisy, Nick's cousin. Over to Nick's house to have a little play date or something, Mm -hmm. and then The Great Gatsby's going to just sort of wander by greatly, and because
2: they're neighbors, yeah, yeah,
0: because they're neighbors, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, fancy seeing you here, my former lover, right? (laughs) Weren't they? (laughs) You
2: thought I was dead, but I'm alive,
0: yeah, yeah, in a great fashion,
2: (laughs) and greater than ever before." that's pretty good um i'm trying to think if there's anything else there's,
0: there's a woman who plays golf
2: yeah and she and nick kind of have a little thing going on a little thing good job theo heck yeah and oh where does it take place
0: in the eggs west egg east egg <laughs>
2: and they are uh
0: places within long island
2: yeah okay. so you know new york city ish ish <laughs> okay jack Oh, that's where your family's from, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good job. Me
1: for remembering that it's not yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I don't know, no, Rachel cannot keep Long Island and New Jersey straight for some reason.
2: No, I cannot. They're
1: vastly different. Eh, you say that. It's like Antarctica and, you know, Thailand. It's they really couldn't be more dissimilar. I don't. I no, really oh, don't wrong. think that's <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so this half of the book starts out kind of cutely, I have to say. Like I Ooh. was enjoying it until bad things started happening. So, mmm, that's how I feel about my life actually. <laughs> I enjoy most things until bad things start happening mm. Mm-hmm. So chapter
2: 5, so we've got this tea party situation that Gatsby wants Nick to arrange and he like <laughs> he's trying to act very casual about it. So he sees Nick and he's like, "Oh, yeah, you know, by the way, did you happen to talk to your cousin?" "Oh, you did?" "Oh, that's cool. You know, that'll be nice, I guess." And then Nick's like, "Oh, should I do it tomorrow?" <laughs> Which I don't know why he's playing it cool. And Gatsby's like, "Oh my gosh, you can't do it tomorrow.
0: I have to cut the grass." <laughs> wow, he's a coward.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, he had Jordan tell Nick the whole story about, like, yeah, Daisy and Gatsby used to be a thing, like, Gatsby's afraid, whatever. Why is he now trying to act all coy, like he doesn't really care? He just won't come out with it, so he says, well, I just wanted to get the grass cut, so we can't do it tomorrow. And Nick looks at his grass, which is, like, kind of scrappy and not great, and then he looks at Gatsby's grass, which is very nice. And he's like, I surmise he might be talking about my grass. (laughs) Yeah. My, My ass? Grass.
2: Just because your ass is grass, that doesn't mean the opposite is true in this case. Mm. Do you know that expression? Mm -mm. I've never really had it said to me. So Gatsby also offers Nick a really suspicious job. And Nick is like, oh, that's okay. I don't really want to. I'm kind of busy. And Gatsby's like, oh, well, you wouldn't have to interact with my friend Meyer Wolfsheim. Do you remember him? The kind of anti-Semitic stereotype from before?
0: (laughs) Is there any indication that he would?
2: No. He doesn't say anything like, I don't want to do the job because I don't want to interact with Meyer Wolfsheim. <laughs> Gatsby's like, you wouldn't have to. And Nick's like, no, nah, seriously, like I have a job. I'm I'm not interested. And he's like, Oh, okay,
0: I guess. <laughs> what is the job from Gatsby?
2: Uh he we don't find out. He's like, I just have something that maybe you could help me with. Uh. And Nick's like, eh, I'm busy. <laughs> okay, so then um Nick calls Daisy and he's like hey, uh, when you come to tea, don't bring Tom. And she's like, who? Ha, 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 ha. So she's not going to bring Tom. Oh, nice. So a guy comes over and he mows Nick's lawn for him. And another guy comes over and, like, brings snacks and flowers and all this stuff. And then Gatsby shows up and he is looking really bad. Like, he has not slept at all. And he's, like... he's going on and on to Nick talking about oh I'm worried because I think it might rain. Do you think it's going to rain? It kind of looks like rain. Oh my gosh. Did you
1: already say that the night before Nick had found Gatsby outside staring into his own house from outside as though to like see what it would look like from an outsider's eyes. He just he turned on all the lights in his entire house and then just went outside and was like looking around. Nice. And Nick was like what are you doing? He's just like nothing. Like (laughs) just looking at his own house. Yeah he's he's really (laughs) anxious. He's neurotic. So
2: Daisy, Daisy Daisy comes into Nick's house and she's like, oh, this is really your house. It's not that great. Ha ha ha. And then says, like, by the way, are you in love with me? Yeah.
1: She keeps flirting with Nick. She flirts with everybody. Is
0: that cool? Mm -mm.
1: I don't think it's cool. I mean, they're, they're cousins. No, which... wait. No, you, you're you the one who does think it's cool. According to you, <laughs> I think it's cool. But I according to me, I don't think it's cool.
0: <laughs> why does this seem to be the overarching theme of our podcast? Cousin love. And Because YouTube's...
1: literature loves cousin marriage or something. I don't know. They're not. Okay. He's not, though. He's not in love with her. No. And... But she says, oh, I'm here by I'm the only one you invited. What, are you in love with me or something? Uh-huh. Yeah, why couldn't I bring Tom? Yeah. He he he. But
2: she's like saying it jokingly, like I don't think she really thinks he's in love with her. And then um all of a sudden Gatsby, like Nick kind of goes out of the room, then Gatsby comes in, and Nick overhears a little bit of talking between Gatsby and Daisy in the room. And then he's like, Well, I gotta get in there. And he goes in and he sees Gatsby pretending to be really chill but he's being so chill that it's absurd like nick says it's obvious that his body language is over the top and like dramatically relaxed and that he's like leaning on the mantle and he's like (laughs) so so relaxed he's got his head so far back that he bumps into a clock with his head and he almost knocks it
1: over
0: Oh wow! and then he
2: picks it up and he's like oh i'm so sorry
0: he's sedated
1: when nick had first brought daisy into the house he was gonna you know say oh my neighbor Gatsby is here but he comes into the house Gatsby's not there like Gatsby has run away yeah <laughs> he thought he would be <laughs> yeah so he finally he brings Daisy and then he brings Gatsby in and then yeah he's so like trying so hard to seem normal but he's like bright red and like trembling and like awkwardly holding his body in a way to is like seem casual but he's clearly not casual at all right
2: and also Daisy says to him how long has it been since we last met?
1: And he immediately goes, five years. Next November. Haven't been counting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the exact. Which, yeah. <laughs> like, the way he's been talking, and I know they're not that old. They're, like, in their 30s. No, they're probably not. They're probably in their 20s. Well.
0: Gatsby, even?
1: Yeah, they're in their late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. It's Wait, is Gatsby
0: be... the same age as Nick?
1: Yeah, basically. Just about.
0: Oh, I've been picturing this guy as, like, 40-something and Nick is, like, 20-something.
1: No, they're young.
2: He's probably... So Daisy's probably the youngest by a a little bit, but not that much. But then, yeah, Gatsby and Nick are... Gatsby could be the oldest by a little bit, but we don't know. It wouldn't be very much, though, because when Daisy was, what, like 17, Gatsby was pretty young, like in his early 20s at most.
1: Yeah, they were in the war at the same time, and then... This comes later, but we later find out that, like, Nick has his 30th birthday pretty soon after. So we know Nick is, like, 29, about to turn 30. But the way that, like, Gatsby has been talking about, like, many years ago, Daisy and I, whatever. It was five years. That's not that long. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's not that long. I think mean, you're right. But they they both have a conniption when they see each other. And then it's funny. Gatsby runs out again.
2: What happens is Nick tries to leave the room because he's like, well, I'll leave you two to it. And he starts to walk out and Gatsby's like, no, and literally chases after him. <laughs> (laughs) I have to talk with you about something before you leave, and then he runs after. Yeah, (laughs) and he's like, "You can't, dude! You can't leave me here." (laughs) So okay. So eventually, Nick does kind of break away, and he just muses to himself, thinking about Gatsby's house, and he tells like kind of a little funny story, which is that the guy who built it, he built it to look like a palace, and he offered all of the nearby homeowners. He said like. I'll pay your housing taxes for five years if you'll put thatched roofs on your houses. (laughs) To look like little peasant homes. Yeah. And Nick says, Americans, while occasionally willing to be serfs, have always been obstinate about being peasantry. So he finally goes back in and Mm. Daisy and Gatsby are sitting with some space between them. She has tears on her face, but Gatsby is described as glowing. And he invites Nick and Daisy to go check out his house. And again,
1: Nick's like, are you sure you want me to go, too? And Gatsby's like, yeah, man, (laughs) please. So many times in this book, everybody is like, I'm going to go hang out with my lover, but Nick, you must come. Yeah. Why does everybody want Nick to be with them?
0: (sighs) He's an aphrodisiac.
1: Yeah, that's what I was
2: thinking. (laughs) Apparently He is. So they're like, he's giving them the grand tour. And this is another bit where Gatsby's history is a little murky because he says, yeah, it took me three years to earn the money to buy this house. And Nick says, wait, didn't you inherit your money? Gatsby says, yes, I inherited my money. But, you know, in the panic after the war, I lost it. And but then I made it back. And Nick says, how? And Gatsby says, like, well, that's none of your business. Uh... Yeah. And then he realizes, oh, that was I shouldn't have said that. And he's like, oh, you know, weapons, oil, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Oh, yeah know nothing shady just weapons
1: (laughs) just arms dealing
2: yeah it's pretty cute so nick's a little a little you know weirded out because he hasn't been in the house before without it being filled with guests and gatsby takes them to his private you know suite Mm -hmm. of rooms and he he all of a sudden starts like pulling out every single shirt he owns and he's like oh yeah I don't really know anything about fashion but I hired this guy in England who sends me all the best clothes at the beginning of every season and he's just piling up all the shirts that he owns just pulling them out and like unfolding them whatever they're in this huge pile on the bed and Daisy like grabs the pile and hugs it and then cries into the pile of shirts. And she says, like, it it makes
1: me sad because I've never seen such beautiful shirts before. This was a scene that gets brought up a lot on Goodreads where everybody's like, what the fuck? Why do I care about this? (laughs) Why is Daisy crying (laughs) over these shirts?
2: I mean, you you should talk about what your impression is and then I'll tell you mine.
1: Yeah, well, so part of this is that he's been going through showing them his house and just being like, yeah, look at this. Like, this is great. Like, I've got all this stuff. I've got this stuff. And he He's, like, kind of appraising everything in his own home through Daisy's eyes. And, like, however much she likes it, then he's like, okay, well, that's a good thing. She likes that. She likes this. Yeah. He's acting stupid. I mean, he's taking everything out and just being like, look how much money I have. Look how many great things I have. So she, yeah, buries her face in them, starts crying about the shirts. Um, What do I think? I think
0: Kiss. Yes. I looked up on <laughs> Google, why does Daisy and Autofill to cry about the shirts? <laughs> And then there's just this in big font at the top. She has never seen such beautiful shirts. (laughs) wait how do you
1: have 200 microsoft bing points what does that mean Uh, you can
0: redeem them for prizes and such
1: bing is the dirty (laughs) browser that's what i know
2: what does that mean what do you mean like it shows you porn right away
1: (laughs) it's apparently the best one to search porn it's got weird things that google doesn't have maybe that's how theo got all his points i thought
2: you meant it was dirty (laughs) like like it attaches you know bugs to you or something but okay no um okay so i think obviously she she isn't crying because she's never seen such beautiful shirts before
1: Uh uh-uh google uh uh-uh that's what no no sorry bing bing (laughs) said you're wrong (laughs) no
2: that's what she said the reason was yeah but to me that it's very obvious that she was just coming up with a stupid reason like when theo said Oh, I've I've never been so far from home or I thought a bug was going to throw up on me or whatever it was. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Well, according to the screenshot that Theo just showed us when he when he's I keep wanting to say googled it, but he didn't google it, he binged, when he it. binged it. When he binged it, which sounds good. <laughs> <a> big boy. <laughs> he's a bing boy. Um when he looked it up it said well it shows that daisy is vain and superficial and she only cares about monetary things but that is so stupid i thought it was because it's they smell like him and she's like yeah yeah she's emotional
2: but also the fact that he's exposing his heart he's saying for all these years i've been trying to make myself good for you and i even hired someone to send me like a billion beautiful shirts like hoping that someday you would be able to see that. <laughs> hoping that one day you would dive headfirst yeah. into this pile of shirts.
0: We don't know that Tom didn't do the same. And
2: it, we kind of do. And it also might not have anything to do with the shirts. It could just be that she's overwhelmed with emotion and she's like, "This is a chance because I can bury my face in this and yeah. cry for a
1: little bit." And he's like, "Whoa, you're getting you're getting mascara on my shirts." Like I'm come really
2: on. angry at how mean the internet is to Daisy. Yeah. Really? Like at this point in the book, she hasn't done anything wrong she does do something wrong later but at this point she hasn't done anything wrong and everyone like all the reviews they're always like i saw one that was like gatsby is so awesome and you know tom and daisy were just mediocre and they deserved each other and like i don't even know why he liked her she sucks all she cares about is money blah 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 I think the internet is really, really unfair to her. I think Tom really does suck, but
1: yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and Daisy has that moment that we talked about in the previous episode where she takes Nick outside where no one else can hear her and says, Nick, I'm not stupid. I'm suffering. (laughs) This is terrible for me. You know, so she's not stupid.
0: His shirts are terrible.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then I just, so I really like imagining that she's like, I've never seen such beautiful shirts. And then Tom comes in and he's wearing like a burlap sack for
0: a shirt. She's like, "Ah!
2: (laughs) this is what I have to deal with.
1: (laughs)
0: Burlap sack with I'm with stupid written on it.
2: Okay. Um so I'm skipping a little bit of detail because it's there's more stuff to cover in this half but anyway so Nick sees a photo of an old man in the room and he asks Gatsby who it is and Gatsby's like oh
1: that that used to be my best <laughs> friend his name's Dan Cody. <laughs> that was me before the plasma injections.
2: <laughs> before my Benjamin button disease really <laughs> yeah. kicked into gear. So Gatsby also says, like, oh, Daisy, like, I I have clippings of you from when you were in newspapers. And Daisy says to Gatsby at one point, she's like, you see that pink cloud? I just want to put you in that cloud and push you around. And Nick at this point thinks to himself, I really got to get out of (laughs) here.
0: Wait, what? Pink cloud?
1: There's just a cloud in the sky. They're like looking out the window. Oh, oh, She's like, that cloud right there, I want to put you in it and push you around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would say if someone took out a big box of newspapers and said, hey, see these? These are all the things I collected about you. Big box of beautiful shirts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> First the shirts, now the clippings. I'm going to put you in that cloud. <laughs> it's
1: cloud time, boy. <laughs> First the shirts, now the clippings. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah,
0: right. A room.
2: So, all right. So, Nick thinks to himself no matter what Gatsby has to be a little bit disappointed about Daisy because he's been you know literally idolizing her for five years and he's like there's it doesn't matter what she's like she's a person and there's no way that that could possibly stand up to this idea that he built you know this woman that he he did all this illegal stuff for for five years to get to this point (laughs) And then he's like, oh, well, got to get out of here. So he leaves. <laughs> and that's the end of, th- of that chapter.
1: <laughs> I thought that was a cute chapter.
2: Yeah, that was that was nice. So the next one, uh, chapter six, we finally learn about Gatsby's real history.
1: According to Nick. According to Nick.
2: So his real... Oh, I mean, some of this we're pretty sure is true. Like, yeah. his real name is James Gats. And that when he was 17, he changed his name to Jay Gatsby. And Nick thinks he probably didn't all of a sudden change his name he must have been thinking like what's a cool version of my name for a really long time he was like jay gatsby really? <laughs> theo would be t chansby <laughs> you think that's cooler <laughs> i've
1: been thinking of that for a while yeah I would be G- I would be Jay Burtby.
2: I'd be Ray Bestby.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we need to change our names real quick. <laughs> no, we'll just say we did it. No, no, no. We gotta do it.
1: Jay Burtby does not have a good <laughs> not have a good ring to it.
2: Ray Bestby. Birthby. So close to Best Buy. Okay. Bertsby's. Theo and Jackie. Go ahead and change yours.
0: I'm fine with my name.
2: Nice, Jackie. Nice work. You did it. Greats be Theo with an exclamation <laughs> point.
0: I am the Great Spi Theo.
2: Me, the Great Theo's B.
0: Oh, that's actually pretty good. The Great Theo's B. Yeah,
2: not the Great Spi Theo. (laughs) Okay. All right. So. So we hear, according to Nick, this is, like, Gatsby's background, and he talks about, like, oh, yeah, you know, Gatsby, he never met any nice girls. They, you know, they were they all sucked. They were all floozies. And I think he says that Gatsby was masturbating all the time, but I'm not positive. What? Like I don't remember she, that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's, like, yeah, you know, when he was a teen, he was just, you know, <laughs> just jacking it constantly. Uh, what
1: I remember Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> saying in, in his rich tenor <laughs> was not that... What I remember was what I remember was him saying women liked him and when he found out that women liked him he like started condescending to them and he was mad at like young virgins for being naive and then everybody else who wasn't a young virgin and he old thought, virgins yeah <laughs> <laughs> old virgin um old non-virgins he would think ugh, they're so hysterical about everything so he kind of just like was a shitty misogynist but then he met Daisy who is not like the other girls and she changed everything I don't remember a single mention of him jacking it all the time Mm.
2: I'm gonna see if I can find exactly what it
0: was probably depends on the edition
2: found it found it okay so it talks about like oh yeah he hated young virgins and he hated everyone else but his heart was in a constant turbulent riot the most grotesque and fantastic conceits haunted him in his bed at night a universe of ineffable gaudiness spun itself out in his brain while the clock ticked on the wall stand and the moon soaked with wet light his tangled clothes upon the floor each night he added to the pattern of his fancies until drowsiness closed down upon some vivid scene with an oblivious embrace for a while these reveries provided an outlet for his imagination they were a satisfactory hint of the unreality of reality a promise that the rock of the world was founded securely on a fairy's wing and i think that is how a great American novelist says that a teen was jacking it all the
0: time. <laughs> yeah, really. Don't you think? What's the TLDR on that one?
1: Don't you think? Yes, but why would Nick know that, and why would Fitzgerald say that? Like, why is that important? <laughs> Truth is beauty.
0: <laughs> People love to write about masturbating.
1: It's true. I mean, we remember the Confederacy of Dunces. A, yep, that's what I was thinking. That was gross. That was really gross.
0: Wizard of Odds. uh, no. More
1: Wizard of Oz.
0: Jackie forgot. Yeah, I forgot. So
1: okay,
2: so now that we've resolved, you know, the masturbation problem in my favor,
1: Uh, uh we find out that
2: Gatsby, <laughs> Gatsby ends up going to St. Olaf College in Minnesota. Sounds Minnesota, but he ends up leaving very quickly because he's like, I hate the Midwest. And then he ends up like, <laughs> I kicked he's out like sailing around in the summer. Yeah, basically, he's sailing around in the summer, and like this wealthy old man named dan cody has some boat troubles and he helps him and it turns out cody is weak-minded and always has predatory ladies around he's hot though he has a
1: good bod but a soft mind i don't know if he's hot but he's rich that's what it said he has a a hot bod and a soft mind not hot bod yes no that's what fitzgerald said so he
2: um the guy (laughs) hires him to be his assistant and they sail around for about five years until cody's death He leaves $25,000 to Gatsby in his will, but Gatsby doesn't get it. It ends up going to like some floozy, a fresh girlfriend, like the girl that he happened to be dating at the time, which there's no way that that would work out that way, but whatever. So that's what we learn about Gatsby. So at this point in the story, Nick is seeing Gatsby for the first time in a long, long time. And Tom just randomly shows up. And Gatsby says, oh, I know your wife, which like shut up, you know, like biblically shut up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this is at Gatsby's house, weirdly. And Tom is there and Tom has like a male and female friend and they have this awkward conversation. And the female friend says like, hey, you guys should come to dinner with us or Gatsby specifically should and Gatsby's like okay sounds good but Tom and his friends had rode over on horses and Gatsby's like I don't really have a horse but I have a car so just wait and I'll get my car and follow you I don't I don't
1: really have a horse
2: (laughs) I sort of have a horse yeah he's like of course I know how to ride a horse but I don't keep one (laughs) Gatsby goes off to get changed and Tom is like Can you believe the nerve of this
1: guy (laughs) coming to dinner with us? And Nick's like, your friend invited him, dude. He's like, can't you tell she didn't actually want him to come? And he's like, well, she said she did. Yeah,
2: she said it multiple times. So at the next Gatsby party, Tom and Daisy show up together. And Daisy is already acting, in my opinion, kind of manic And, like, when she sees Nick, she's like, oh, my gosh, I love parties. I love getting swept away. If you want to kiss me at any point in the party, Nick, just let me know and I'll work something out. Don't worry. Whoa. (laughs) And so Daisy and Gatsby dance together and Nick is like, damn, Gatsby's a good dancer. And then they go and sit on the steps of Nick's house and Nick is watching them. And while this is happening, Tom seems to be on the prowl for more mistresses, like giving people his number and like accepting numbers.
1: This all could have worked out honestly so well if Daisy and oh, yeah. Tom had just talked and said, like, "Let's open this shit up, okay? Uh, you go find somebody, I go find somebody." Well,
2: that no, that would not have happened. Tom would never allow that. He's an <sighs> asshole. But if they, but if he had, yeah, well, if he, yeah, if he was a totally different character, it would never have worked out like
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't racist and a woman beater and a uh, stupid. Yeah, all these other bad things. Yeah. So Nick
2: is just dealing with drunk people and watching Daisy and Gatsby throughout the whole party. And um, Daisy kind of isn't that into West Egg because it's not as nice as East Egg. And Tom tries to insult Gatsby by saying, oh, that guy, he's a bootlegger. And Daisy says, no, he just owns a chain of drugstores that he built up himself. And she kind of seems worried. And Nick is wondering you know, what's she worried about? And then he's like, oh, she's worried that now that Gatsby has met her after all these years, he's going to find someone else that he likes more. Mm. (laughs) Like, girl, did you see all these shirts he collected for you? Yeah, (laughs) come on. Those those shirts are for you, girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) So now Gatsby's talking to Nick and he's like, I really want Daisy to tell Tom that not only are we together now, but she was never in love with him. Like, that's what I really need her to say to him. And Nick's like,
1: I think you're asking too much of her, my dude.
2: And he's like, uh, excuse me? And Nick says, you can't repeat
1: the past. And Gatsby's like, uh, yes, you can. You can. (laughs) And how dare you say that to me? (laughs) Yeah, he said, look around you. I'm going to recreate everything except how it should have been five years ago. Again, this is like kind of a Nathan for you type plan. Like, yeah, it's the rehearsal (laughs) yeah what we should have done was like me be rich and then marry her that's not what happened but look i'm gonna redo it we're gonna redo the past and this time it's gonna go right wow and nick is like all right Mm -hmm. I love that we love love in all its forms so
2: Gatsby's like yeah after she tells her husband she was never ever in love with him I'm gonna take her back (laughs) to Louisville and we're gonna get married where we should have gotten married exactly (laughs) and then Nick kind of he's like while Gatsby's talking about the past Nick is like thinking about you know Gatsby and Daisy's first kiss and like what that was like for them and he really thinks about it at length so anyway, that's that chapter.
1: <laughs> this whole everything that happens to Nick feels almost like every single couple in the book is trying to, like, prime him for some type of weird threesome. <laughs> it really does. Why do they keep inviting him along to everything? <laughs> He's like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs>
2: and everyone's like, no, no, no. I need you here.
1: <laughs> or else I can't perform. Presence is required. <laughs> you, you are an aphrodisiac. <laughs> You're a human oyster. I need a weird guy watching me or it's not gonna work. <laughs> how is he gonna describe... How, how are people gonna know this happened? if he doesn't describe it that's so true
0: that's true he is the only narrator
1: yeah and they knew that based on their behavior (laughs) okay
2: so so chapter seven um at this point gatsby and daisy are together but it's a secret but so one weekend gatsby doesn't hold a party and it's because as we know from the first episode the parties were basically just to kind of tempt daisy to show up at his house and now she doesn't like the parties that much so he doesn't throw them anymore and Nick tries to visit him and a butler that he doesn't know is like, "Uh, you got to get out of here. I don't know who you are. He's not seeing anyone. And Nick hears some gossip that Gatsby never leaves his house and fired all of his old servants and hired new ones. And when he eventually talks to Gatsby, Gatsby's like, yeah, it's because I don't want people who will gossip because Daisy comes over all the time. So then Gatsby invites Nick to go to Daisy's house with him to have tea and says that Jordan, who Nick hasn't thought about for a while, will be there Yeah, as an enticement. And then Daisy calls Nick and is like, oh, you're coming? Great. (laughs) I'm relieved.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And turned on.
2: (laughs) So both halves of the party call Nick and they're like can you come to this party please (laughs) please please. (laughs) so they show up and it's super hot and jordan and daisy are just flopping around and tom is on the phone to one of his girlfriends gatsby is also at the party so it's gatsby tom daisy and jordan and nick shows up which is crazy and tom leaves the room and then daisy kisses gatsby in front of nick and jordan and gatsby's like there are, you know, there's a lady here. Daisy's like, oh, they should kiss each other, too.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: <laughs> How generous. Little does she know they already have. I'm sure she does know they already have.
2: Mm. So Daisy's daughter, Pammy, comes into the room. And Gatsby kind of seems surprised and doesn't like that. But Daisy's like, no, she looks
1: just like me. She doesn't look like Tom at all. I have a theory. Mm-hmm. Do you have a theory? Am I the only one with this theory? It's I not think that's Gatsby's Gats- kid. No, it's not. <laughs> You didn't even let me say it before you told me it I was It is not the time wrong.
2: doesn't work out at all <laughs> yes, cuz the does. time doesn't
1: work out at all he had been shipped off We don't know. Well, Listen. before Yes we do. <laughs> this kid talks like she's like 4 years old. They haven't seen each other for almost five years next november jackie this could have been his kid and she even says he doesn't look like tom she said the girl looks exactly like me and only me (laughs) yeah that's because she's covering up the fact that she looks like gatsby too
0: the twist ending is yeah great gatsby looks exactly like her
1: gatsby and daisy look exactly the same (laughs)
0: they're twins yeah
1: All right, you can tell me I'm wrong, but secretly, okay, I did. Never gonna believe.
0: (laughs) I think it is. I think it is the child.
2: It's the time doesn't work. I don't care if you guys are wrong about it. How do you know? We don't know how old
1: she is.
0: the The original subtitle for The Great Gatsby was "and his secret daughter."
1: (laughs) The Great Gatsby and his little daughter, Pammy. Say that again. What works,
2: Theo? I
0: said the original subtitle was Enter the Multiverse. Yeah. So any timeline works. Anyone could be his child.
2: So, okay. It's the Great Gatsby colon, Enter the Multiverse, semicolon, any timeline works, dash, anyone could be his child. (laughs) (laughs) Semicolon, the gold head of Gatsby.
0: That's before people were worried about spoilers.
2: (laughs) Okay. Well, that's not really a spoiler if it could be anyone.
0: Everyone is his child. (laughs)
2: Including himself. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, yeah. at this point they kind of, the whole party goes outside and Daisy looks out over the water and she's like, what are we going to do with the rest of our lives? And Jordan is like, shut the fuck up, girl. We're young. Let's be happy. No, this, is, <laughs> this was a Jackie quote in my opinion. Jordan says, life starts all over again when it gets crisp in the
1: fall. Yeah. <laughs> so she was just like, you're depressed because it's hot outside. Mm-hmm. I do really feel that. I thought that because I was like, yeah, I feel like Fitzgerald is on to like my thoughts here because because I, I have said before and I truly believe that the function of holidays is to distract people from their own mortality. I think we're supposed to, like, get excited that things happen every year so that we don't remember that, like, one day we're going to die. Mm. I think that's why we came up with holidays. You say that all the time? I think that all the
0: time. You don't think there's anything else they could distract you from?
1: Yeah, I could be distracted from a lot of things.
2: <sighs> okay. So this is the problem in this book. This is when things take a turn for the worst and continue to go bad. Daisy and Gatsby make
1: prolonged eye contact. They basically fuck each other with their eyes. You just don't do that.
2: Nick says she visibly has to tear her eyes away from him. She looks down and says, Ah, you look so cool. You always look so cool. (laughs) Theo, what if a woman said that about you? Uh, You look so cool. You
1: always look so cool. While tearing her own eyes out.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to make a reference to how Jackie always says she's going to pluck her eyes out.
1: No, I wasn't, but... I didn't know I was making that reference, but I kind of did. You kind of really did.
0: Okay. So a woman tells me I, I, I was so cool. I do so cool.
2: You always look so cool. I
0: always look so cool. Yeah. Period. No.
2: Ah, comma. You look so cool. Period. You always look so cool, period.
0: The second part of that is important because I would be like, what, I didn't look cool yesterday? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, you
0: always look so cool. You don't
2: think I'm going to look cool tomorrow? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, always, always. <laughs>
2: so so then Nick says she had told him that she loved him and Tom Buchanan saw. Yeah. And Tom gets really mad. Yeah. So anyway, so Daisy had been saying, oh, I want to go to town. And as soon as Tom sees this whole thing, he hears his wife call another man cool. He... really angrily is like, well, we're going to go to town right now. He's pissed. And Daisy's like, oh, wait, let's wait a little bit. He's like, no, we're going now. So throughout the book, Nick has talked about how amazing Daisy's voice is. And when he's like, oh, you know, Gatsby's probably going to be disappointed in her at some point. He's like, but not in her voice because she has like a really good voice. And Gatsby tells Nick, oh, Daisy's voice is full of money. And Nick is like, oh my gosh, he's right. That's what's so great about her voice that's why it's so appealing
0: (laughs) what yeah does he just mean it sounds like she was raised just the
2: sound of it yeah it's just this when you hear her voice you're like luxury i think it's
0: she has a high class accent or something
2: it's just that she's been you know she's been taken care of her whole life and you hear her voice and you think i could also be rich like it carries the promise of wealth for you as
1: well and yeah i don't think it's just the accent it's yeah it's it's posh it's cool and calm and Mm -hmm. it's also like she opens her mouth and from her throat issues the opening salvo of pink floyd's money and it's just like like just yeah, coins dropping everywhere
2: like cash register sounds in the yeah. background of her voice like overlapped tracks ka-ching she just says ka every other sentence <laughs> all right so tom has a weird plan he's like he says i'm gonna drive gatsby's car gatsby's gonna drive my car everyone's uncomfortable everyone is uncomfortable about this daisy is like uh i'm gonna ride with gatsby nick and jordan you ride with tom so tom uh realizes looking at everyone because he's like can you believe those two? And Nick and Jordan are just kind of calm about it. And he realizes they must have known about the affair the whole time. So while they're in the car, Tom is acting really snobby about Gatsby and says that he's been investigating his past and he's going to investigate him even more. Ooh. And they see the billboard with the eyes that we kind of talked about mm-hmm. and they tell Tom, oh, we need to fill up the car a little bit. And it turns out it's the gas station that belongs to Tom's mistress, Myrtle, and her husband, George, the Wilsons. Yeah,
1: Tom didn't want to stop there, but the car is almost out of gas. Why yeah. did he
2: insist on switching cars? He was dumb. Gatsby – no, I, yeah, Gatsby didn't want to switch. Was, I know.
1: Yeah, it's just you would think that, like, the married couple would go in their car together instead of, like, I'm going to go right. with Gatsby, the guy who I just told was really cool. Yeah,
2: she was being <laughs> really, really silly. But so – um yeah. When they get there, uh, Tom talks to the husband of his mistress, George Wilson. And George is like, had been bugging him about buying one of his cars that he wanted to sell and says that he wants the money because he's going to take Myrtle out west. And Tom is really shocked.
1: He said, I've locked her up upstairs. She's not allowed to come down. I locked her up and uh, she's been doing some stuff she shouldn't be doing, but I don't know with who.
2: Yeah, so he knows that his wife's having an affair. So
1: he doesn't realize it's Tom. Right.
2: Yeah. So Nick looks upstairs and he sees Myrtle peeking out a window and looking really jealously at Jordan and Nick is like oh she thinks Jordan
1: is Daisy. This is it starts to get a little Shakespearean now.
2: Yeah so then when they they end up going to the Plaza Hotel and I wrote that Nick has underwear problems and I think he said something (laughs) like like my underwear was like (laughs) twisted up like a slippery snake around my waist.
0: Me underwears? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah he
1: underwears. He's got some swamp ass going on.
2: Yeah, it's not great. And Daisy's like, we should get five tubs and we can all take cold baths. And they're like, no, let's just get a suite of rooms with a parlor and all five of us
1: will hang out together and drink Mm. some of these things i don't know if they're really weird ideas or if it's like yeah i guess in the 20s you would just say it's really hot out let's leave our house and go rent a different house don't do it with that group of people yeah that's
2: bad that's weird anytime
0: i guess they didn't have ac back then
2: yeah they talk about how they
1: opened windows and it was Well, just stay in your own house why would you need to go somewhere else just for a change.
0: So is it basically anytime Nick has an idea to do something, they all just say, no, we're not going to do that?
1: He never has an idea. He didn't suggest any of those. His ideas are always, I want to leave. And <laughs> everyone's like, no,
2: you're not going to do that.
1: Uh-uh. You hot little thing. You get right back over here. I really think
2: he never had an idea in this whole book so far. Or he's never done anything. Well,
1: he claims he doesn't.
2: Yeah. He's totally passive. He didn't do anything. Okay. So, so Tom is really pointedly talking to Gatsby, and he's trying to pin him down on the Oxford
1: question. It, everything's ramping up, ramping yeah. up, ramping up. Like, he saw what's going on between Daisy and Gatsby now, and he spent the whole ride over there just, like, stewing and getting madder and matter and matter. and he also just found out that his mistress is about to leave. So he's
2: like, I'm going to lose my wife and my mistress? Yeah. I don't like that at all. Yeah, just yesterday they were both <laughs> solidly mine.
0: Whoa, that's a hard day.
2: So he's like, oh, so you went to to Oxford, huh? When did you go? And Gatsby very coolly is like, oh, I only went for five months. There was a deal after the armistice that some of the officers could go to any university they wanted in England England or France. And Nick is like, I felt my confidence in him completely restored.
1: He's done it. (laughs) He's solved Tom's Oxford puzzle. (laughs) Nick seems to at times say things like I hate Gatsby. I don't think anything good about him. And then sometimes he's like, but I just really want to believe in him. He really wants to like him. He really does. Wow. At this point, things go really
2: badly. Gatsby says to Tom, you know, your wife never loved you. She only loved me the whole time and I'm the one she loves now. And the only reason she married you is because I was poor and you were rich and now I'm rich. So, neener neener, basically.
1: And he says... And Tom does not look at Daisy and say, is that true he's just like -uh." nah yeah nah and
2: Gatsby says you know Daisy and I have been in love for five years and you never knew you idiot I used to think about that sometimes and just laugh and laugh at you how Daisy and I were in
1: love and you were married to her but you had no idea and Tom says wait a second y'all have been having an affair for five years and Gatsby's like no Just recently, but we were in love the whole time. You idiot. (laughs) Tom says, look, Daisy actually loves me,
2: but basically she's an idiot. And the thing is, I love Daisy, but sometimes I do cheat on her, but I always go back to her. And even when I'm cheating on her, I love her the whole time. Daisy's like, you're disgusting. And Gatsby says, Daisy, tell Tom you don't love him. And she seems kind of reluctant but she's like, I don't love you and I never loved you. And then Tom brings up a list and he's like, what about when this happened? What about this? What about this it's, time? This
1: was sad. He was like, he says, not even when I carried you because your shoes were wet. Like, not even this time? Not even that time? It's not I, sad. He, he's he been cheating on his wife the whole
2: time. I, and he's a racist. I don't care if he's I know, sad. I know. I, and I know. And it's not sad either it's all about control i know so, so he he's like listing times and saying didn't you love me then and she's like no no and then finally she's like look i can't do this anymore gatsby i did love tom once but now i love you and i also loved you and gatsby's like also What? (laughs) So then, Tom says she thought you were dead. So how could she have been in love with you? Which I don't think that's ironclad logic. Have you ever read Wuthering (laughs) Heights? Clearly
1: not. You can love dead people all the time.
2: So then, Gatsby and Tom are going back and forth, being like, "Daisy's gonna come with me." No, she's coming with me. Back and forth, back and forth. Finally, Tom is like, (laughs) and then Nick is like, "Hey." gentlemen yeah she's
1: coming with me i'm leaving
0: (laughs) Uh, and they're like
2: uh no nick you have to stay (laughs) (laughs) so tom says i know about your connection to meyer wolfsheim and i know that you have been like bootlegging out of your drug stores and we learned that the whole time the conversation's been going on jordan has been looking straight up at the ceiling
0: (laughs) 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 it says she's
1: studiously balancing an imaginary object on her chin yeah (laughs) this must be so awkward And so as Tom is saying all this, he's like, I know these bad, shady things that you've done, and he's right about them, seemingly. And Daisy is looking more and more confused, like, wait a second. I didn't know he was a bad guy. Now she's, what's going on? The other problem is
2: Tom says the one, like, the one bad thing, basically, and then Gatsby starts babbling and denying things that Tom never even said, like— oh, well, I didn't kill a guy. I didn't do this. And um, Daisy starts wait, 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 getting what? freaked out and, like, backing away from him. And I, then, I'm not the
1: devil's nephew. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. What are you talking about? Uncle
2: Nick? No way. <laughs> so then Tom is like, Daisy, Gatsby's going to drive you home because he's so sure that Daisy's staying with him. Like, he's so secure that he's one that he sends the two of them off together.
1: I got to say, that's some BDE. And
2: then at this point, Nick is like, oh, it's my birthday. I'm turning 30. He just thinks that to himself. Yeah, he's like,
1: (laughs) I I just remembered I'm 30 now and life's about to get bad because my 20s are over. He Wait,
0: is his birthday now?
1: Yeah, that day is his birthday, I think. He says, I just remembered that today was my birthday.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm 30. And then he says, ah, 30, that promise of a decade of loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. This
1: is, this is really good because we're all exactly 30 right now.
2: The promise of a decade of loneliness.
1: Yay. There we go. All, all right, yeah. you may have thought you just got engaged, Rachel, but nope, you're going to be lonely for a whole decade. Yeah,
2: Because you're 30. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so... Um, we learn this. Nick says he learns it from a young Greek employee of the gas station named Michaelis. So at this point, so Myrtle's freaking out inside her house because her husband locked her up, but she escapes and she runs out into the street and she runs in front of a car that doesn't stop in time. So there are two cars going in two different directions. A man gets out of the car that didn't hit her and runs to help, but she's obviously dead. So at this point, Tom and Jordan and Nick drive up in their car and they see a bunch of people and he says oh, a car accident was here. This'll mean some business for George Wilson for once. And they go to the scene and there's a black guy who says that Myrtle was hit by a pale yellow car, which George Wilson thinks it was Tom's car. Because earlier that day, Tom and Gatsby had switched cars and Gatsby has the pale yellow car, but Gatsby took his regular yellow car back home okay so tom is like no 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 that wasn't me that wasn't my car you know me you know what color my car is like i was just driving it for someone else earlier
1: (laughs) you saw me just roll up in a different car right
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) tom is like hey nick i'm gonna order you a taxi so you and jordan can go wait inside my house and nick like refuses to go in the house he says he needs to be alone. And Jordan's like, please come wait with me inside. And he's like, no. And he thinks to himself, I'm sick of all of them, including Jordan. Yeah. So he's sitting on the stoop outside waiting for a cab. And Gatsby pops out from behind a bush. And he's like, hey, did you guys see any trouble on your way here? And Nick's like, yes. Yeah. And Gatsby thinks like, oh, I'm kind of worried about
1: Daisy. And then he says, did she die?
2: Yeah, he's he's a little he, – but he's not worried about the woman from the accident. And Nick is really disgusted. He's like, how could he be so callous? He just killed a woman. But then he realizes from something Gatsby says that Daisy was the one driving and Gatsby had tried to turn the wheel to not hit Myrtle. Gatsby says that Daisy was very nervous when they left the hotel and thought that it would steady her to drive, which is... very silly Mm
1: -hmm.
2: he says basically i the reason i'm hiding outside their house is in case tom is going to give daisy any trouble or hurt her or anything she's going to flick her bedroom light And then I'll come in and save her. And Nick checks on Daisy and Tom, and they're just, like, sitting together with a plate of fried chicken in front of them, and they're totally fine. And
1: Tom was sad, obviously, because he, like, he knew who it, when he heard the description of the car, he knew who it was, but he didn't say right away. He just said, that bastard. He didn't even stop. He didn't even stop. Yeah.
2: So he thinks it's Gatsby. Mm. Nick comes out, and he's like, Daisy's fine. Tom's not mad at her. Gatsby says, well, I'm just going to stay until she falls asleep. So that's the end of chapter seven.
0: Hello, we've reached the exact midpoint of this episode. Anyway, if you'd like to hear some bonus content, why don't you go on patreon.com slash fire the cannon? There you can find various rewards tiers for your patronage. Uh, for $3 or more every month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes, during one of which we discuss the fakeness or realness of Shakespeare. And you can find out if he is actually fake or if he's actually real.
1: Yeah, was he a real guy? Was he not? Who knows? Yeah,
0: it's a Pinocchio story.
1: Was he a bunch of bees in a trench coat?
0: Yeah, and what we would really appreciate also is A rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Just give us that five stars and write us a sweet review. We'd love it. It really helps us. Okay, back to the episode.
2: So, Theo, let's just quickly run over the scenario in case you're confused.
1: Do you really have to use that verb? Run over? Run through?
2: Let's go over it. On the way to the city... Tom had the yellow car, which is not Tom's car. It's Gatsby's car. So Myrtle sees Tom in the yellow car with Jordan and thinks that's Tom with his wife in his yellow car that he must have now. On the way from the city back to the eggs, Gatsby is driving the yellow car, mm-hmm. which is his car. And um, she sees the yellow car and thinks. But she thought it was him. She thought it was Tom because Tom was driving it earlier. Right. And Daisy was driving it. Later on, we kind of learn, like, Daisy tried to swerve one way, but there was a car coming from that direction. And then she swerved back but hit Myrtle. But we don't know if she knew that was Tom's mistress, if she hit her on purpose, if she hit her on accident. Like, we don't – if she could have avoided her, we don't really know. Hmm. But Gatsby says, like, well, of course, I'll take the fall. For this, And Nick's like, you should probably get out of town, man.
0: She has a motive. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but we don't know if she knows that Myrtle's the mistress, right, Jackie? Yeah, I don't
1: see any way that she would know. Um, Gossip. Unless someone just told her, yeah. Yeah, he's very
2: open about it. Mm. He
1: said she was trying to pass a car, and Myrtle stepped out into the lane, and then it was, yeah her choice was either hit Myrtle or hit the other car.
2: She was driving, well, I mean I guess she could have gone off the road into a ditch or something but she was driving recklessly. The funny thing is they're like, she was going so fast she was going like 40 miles per hour 30 to 40 (laughs) miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) the car must have hit her going 30. She was dead on impact
0: (laughs) Wow So that's why, so
2: it's quite complicated (laughs) but that's why Tom's like, no, it's not my car. Sorry man.
1: So here's what happens. So Tom thinks it's Gatsby. Yeah. Nick knows it was actually Daisy, Uh Myrtle's husband thinks he doesn't know. Yeah, he knows it's a yellow car. Yeah, that's it. Uh.
2: So, okay, the next chapter. So Nick visits Gatsby and he's like, I want to warn him about something, but I don't know what. And they smoke their cigarettes. And this is when Nick's like, you got to get out of town. And Gatsby says, I'm not leaving until I know what Daisy's going to do. And he finally tells Nick about his real life story, supposedly, which is like Daisy (laughs) was the first. No, it's the story that Nick already told us. So we don't have to go over it again. But I guess that's where Nick got the info was this conversation. (laughs) So he says, like, Mm -hmm. Daisy was the first nice girl I ever knew and I was really into her money and I thought she was even more valuable because of all the other men who have already loved her and that I let her think that I was in the same class with her and that I could take care of her and this is when he says, like, neither one of them meant to fall in love. They were basically just playing, but they ended up falling in love.
1: Over the course of a month. So yeah. this this like five-year-long thing that he's been like replaying over mm-hmm. and over and like I gotta marry her. She's the love of my life. It was a month. It was four weeks. Wow. And then he and then he went to the army. It's basically like the story of Fitzgerald and Zelda, except that they loved each other. Well,
2: no, Daisy Daisy would be the other girl, right? Um What was his first girlfriend's name?
1: I almost said Griselda. That's not right at all.
0: Griselda was a horse. Horror-
1: i think <laughs> no it was um Genevra, yeah Genevra king but okay. the actual circumstances were way more similar to him in zelda because it was like he was in the military he was just there training he met her he was supposed to go off to war and like not think about her again but he, that didn't work hmm.
2: yeah so gatsby's like rationalizing what happened at the hotel trying to be like oh you know don't you think daisy will come back to me <laughs> and nick's like yeah maybe she will So they have breakfast together and the gardener's like, oh, I'm going to drain the pool because it's almost fall and the leaves are going to land. And Gatsby's like, ah, don't drain it yet. I haven't even gone swimming once this summer, so I'll go swimming. So Nick is like, well, I got to go like I've work or whatever he gets up to. I think he's going to work maybe.
1: All the you could add up all the dialogue that Nick says in the whole book and like sixty percent of it is just gonna be like, I should leave. Yeah. I, I wanna leave. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times he doesn't even say that out loud, he just thinks it to
2: himself.
0: I love the idea of making this into a musical. Uh-huh. You know how musicals always have the I want song <laughs> yeah. for the main character. It's just I want to I want to
1: leave. <laughs> I didn't wanna be in the show.
0: <laughs> There's so many reprises to the song just over and over throughout the
1: variations
2: <laughs> on a theme. That's the only song he ever sings things. (laughs) Yeah. I want to go home. (laughs) You know what's in the public domain, Theo? You could do a great Gatsby musical. And in fact,
1: honestly, maybe you should. People love the movie that just came out. Well, just came out years, a couple years ago.
2: Okay. All right. We're almost done. Yeah. As Nick's leaving, he yells to Gatsby, they're a rotten crowd. You're worth the whole damn bunch of them put together. And narrator nick is like it's the only time i ever complimented him and i'm really glad i did because i actually hated him no he's like i'm glad i finally told him a nice thing and then he says gatsby smiles his understanding smile and that's that (laughs) what
0: I'm smiling because I understand you just complimented me.
1: <laughs> and I like it. I understand that I'm better than all of them put together, including the woman I idolize. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So, okay, so Nick goes back home, and around noon, he gets a call from Jordan. And apparently she often calls him around noon. And then he notes, usually her voice is fresh and cool, but this time it was harsh and dry. Um, he's annoyed that she left Daisy's house... And annoyed because Jordan says, you know, you weren't so nice to me last night. And he gets mad. And the two of them are like, we'd like to see each other, but they they don't want to see each other that afternoon or like they can't and they have a really weird conversation and nick says that he knows one of them hung up but he doesn't know which one and he doesn't know if the conversation actually ended or if they just like one of them was like i'm tired of this are we still
1: on the phone to this day
2: (laughs) yeah some say (laughs) i I don't
1: really understand why all of a sudden nick and jordan are just like he thinks that he's sick of people with money because he's better than them i don't know if he thinks that it's very strange why is he being so weird to her all of a sudden I
2: mean, his cousin just killed somebody and he saw her dead body in the street like yesterday. <laughs> but why is he mad
1: at Jordan about it?
2: It was a weird situation, I guess. But yeah, it's it's just weird.
1: It's misplaced anger. Oh, because he knows Jordan's a bad driver.
2: <laughs> so Nick tries to call Gatsby and he's told, oh, they're keeping the line open for a long distance call from Detroit. So you can't talk to him. So then Nick just like wanders off to check out the scene of the crime. And then he circles back around to say, here's what happened yesterday. And then here's what happened, basically. Myrtle's sister is told, and she comes to the scene of the crime, George is, like, catatonic. He's rocking back and forth. They have a group of men who take turns keeping an eye on George until dawn, when he starts muttering about the yellow car and saying, oh, Myrtle came back from the city one day this summer with her face bleeding and kind of connecting the dots, which was incorrect, actually. So Michaelis, the Greek guy we heard about, he tries to distract George by asking him questions and saying, oh, maybe you could talk to a priest, maybe you could go to church, whatever. George tells Michaelis, oh, I found a dog leash my wife bought. And then he freaks out. And Michaelis is like, oh, there's other reasons maybe she had a dog leash, which. Yeah, maybe it's a weird sex thing. Like, secret dog <laughs> yeah. or she wanted to ha- buy a dog. Like, it's not that crazy. But so then George looks at the billboard and he's like, yeah, the eyes of God, they see everything. And Michaelis says, George, that's an ad. That's an advertisement for glasses. Those are not the eyes of God. Wow. George escapes and he he goes door to door, like around the town until he finally figures out the car belongs to Gatsby. Okay, cut back to Gatsby. The chauffeur hears some shots and goes out to the pool, and Gatsby's dead body is floating in the pool, and George Wilson's body is nearby. So he killed Gatsby, and then he killed himself.
1: So that's chapter eight. Theo is, like, gnawing on his knuckles, just, like, terrified. Drama!
2: (laughs) What awkward situation is Nick going to find himself in next? Yeah. Well, there's another one. (laughs) And Nick is like, I really
1: want to leave. Yeah. (laughs) The words Nick uses are the holocaust was complete.
2: Yeah. He's actually about to not want to leave a scenario for, like, the first time in the book. Okay. In the aftermath of the killings, there are always people, like, paparazzi stopping by. Little boys are sneaking through Nick's property to get a look at the crime scene. And Nick is like, gosh, when they find out, it's because of an affair people are going to be like oh so titillating but Myrtle's sister refuses to admit that there was an affair at all and she's like Myrtle did not know Gatsby which is true and Myrtle and George were really happy together but uh Nick seems to admire her I guess for saying that so then people the consensus is You know, after his wife was killed in such a horrible way, he just kind of went crazy, which, okay. Mm. So
1: people think that George did it just because he was insane, which, I mean, he was wrong, but yeah. So
2: um, Nick finds himself the only one on Gatsby's side, basically, and he starts realizing he's Gatsby's only friend. He tries to call Daisy, but she and Tom have totally disappeared, and Daisy never even sends a message. Meyer Wolfsheim doesn't show up at all finally a telegram arrives from gatsby's father who says like please put off the funeral i'm on my way so nick when he shows the dad around the house he sees the dad's grief starting to mix with pride because he's seeing like oh wow look at all this stuff that my boy accomplished Mm -hmm. nick is kind of pissed and he goes to wolfsheim's house and a young woman a pretty young woman who nick makes sure to tell us is jewish opens the door and is like uh wolfsheim's in chicago but Nick can hear him whistling in the house. And he's like, he's not. And the woman's like, if I tell you he's in Chicago, he is in Chicago. And finally, he's like, can you just mention Gatsby? Tell him it's Nick Carraway. Wolfsheim comes to the door. He's like, oh, when I met Gatsby, it was right after he got out of the army. And um, I saw something really special in him. Here's and, his life story. And I, yeah, here it is again. And I built him into the man who he was. And Nick's like, well, now he's dead. Yeah, well, he, he might... he doesn't he he presumably he thinks it but he doesn't really say anything like that
1: (laughs) yeah so nick nick is going around like now finding like i i just realized like i'm the only person who's gonna like organize a funeral or do anything because he keeps calling people who like went to the parties people who like should have you know liked gatsby meyer he calls like business connections right yeah the the border that lived in the house with with the Gatsby and everybody's like, uh, I'd, I'd love to come to the funeral. And he's like, okay, then come. And they're like, well. So do it. Uh, I'm kind of busy with some other stuff. I don't think I'll do it. And he's like disgusted with everyone because they all took advantage yeah. of his generosity while he was alive. But
2: they don't care about him so now nick talks about how mr gatz as he's staying at the house is like getting prouder and prouder of his son and he shows nick like oh here's a photo gatsby sent of the house and he also says look i brought this book and the book is called hop along cassidy but inside there's a schedule that gatsby wrote for himself that's like wake up do this and this work out for this amount of time study manners and elocution do this go to like it's this really rigorous schedule for him to try to improve himself you know know Mm -hmm. they finally have the funeral and only a few people show up and one of them was the if you remember the first party nick went to the drunk guy who was admiring gatsby's books and had been like whoa these are real books
1: and he also later crashed his car and didn't realize the wheel had come yeah it's the same guy yeah
2: so at the end of the funeral he just talking about gatsby he says the poor son of a bitch and that's about it also he says amen at one point in the sermon but that's it Mm -hmm. so we're almost at the end so nick thinks back to his life in wisconsin and a past christmas party and he thinks um i think the problem is that me, Jordan, Tom, Daisy, Gatsby, we're all Westerners, and we were unable
1: to adapt to Eastern life. You show up in New York, and you're from the Midwest, like... You're going to kill someone. <laughs> it's going to end in a series of murders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's why he keeps being like, let me get out of here, let me out of here. I got to get back to my So he's disgusted with the East, and he returns to the West, and he's like, never again.
2: Mm-hmm. No, that's not it. <laughs> so <laughs> it. He, he kind of decides that he wants to go back home. and he, But he's like, you know what? Instead of just leaving, I'm going to talk to Jordan about what happened to us this summer. So he calls her on the phone and he's like, well, I got to go. And she says she says i'm engaged to another man and nick is like i think she's lying but then he thinks maybe i'm making a mistake (laughs) maybe i should stay with jordan (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like look i basically i knew we were broken up with the last time we talked on the phone you threw me over they shake hands and then she's like you know what's funny is uh we had a conversation about bad drivers and you said like It just takes two bad drivers to cause an accident. And
1: she said, I liked you because you were supposed to be responsible. I
2: think she said, like, you were straight and proud or, like, proud and honorable or something. And he's like, I'm 30, girl. Yeah. I'm five
1: years too old to be proud anymore. Yeah. And she says, well, guess what? I met another bad driver and it's you.
2: And I'm a ghost.
1: You turned out to be just as bad as the rest of them.
2: Does she say that? She doesn't
1: say the words, it was you. She says, well, you remember how you said I was going to meet another bad driver one day? I did. You know, I thought you were so honorable. And then he's like, "Look, I'm 30. I'm a piece of shit."
0: Does she mean it metaphorically somehow? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. She did. I thought you were saying she meant it literally. Okay. No, no, no.
1: She meant it metaphorically. Like I was supposed to be like the crazy, irresponsible one, and the one who like you yeah know, lied and wasn't good. And it turned out like I met someone just like myself, and it was you the whole time. But well, what did Nick do? Well, we—he's the one who's in control he of the narrative, her.
2: so. <laughs> So when he ends the conversation, he walks away and he says that he's angry, half in love with her, and tremendously sorry. And that's the end of Jordan in this book. So, okay. So in the future, Nick's, like, walking down the street. He sees Tom walking ahead of him and he stops to let Tom go further on so he doesn't have to see him. But Tom, like, sees him in some glass and he's, like tries to force Nick to shake his hand he's like what you don't want to shake my hand and Nick's like no I don't want to shake your hand
1: you know whose hand he should have avoided shaking was Gatsby because we know what he was doing with that hand
0: masturbating back in Louisville
1: nice. 20, 10 years ago yeah
0: Never watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to remember that time in my life.
1: <laughs> I want to remember that wet moonlight. That's
0: gross.
2: <laughs> okay. So Nick says to Tom, what did you say to Wilson? Tom says, oh, I told him the truth. Wilson showed up at my house and he, he had a gun in his hand the whole time and was like threatening us basically. And I just told him whose car it was. And Nick decides not to correct him by saying that Daisy was the one who killed Myrtle and Tom tells him you know you think I'm such a bad guy uh, but finally he's yeah. got a
1: smart he's got a smart Eastern thought in his head because Western Nick would have been like hey by the way it was Daisy so you need to murder her too <laughs> yeah. yeah foolish guy
2: so yeah. Tom says you think I'm so bad but like when I was clearing out Myrtle's secret apartment that I bought her I saw a box of dog biscuits she bought for the dog and I just like broke down and cried and Nick thinks, I don't forgive Tom and I don't like Tom. That's the, that's a great man. (laughs) But I know that Tom thinks his behavior is justified and that tom and daisy are just careless people who go around and they smash things up and they have enough money that they can just walk away so nick decides to shake tom's hand so (laughs) all
1: right now that you told me that dog biscuit thing we're we're buds (laughs) yeah bros
2: so nick says that on saturday nights he likes to go into the city so he can get away from the memories of the parties and he sees he's just kind of walking around. He sees that some kid put like wrote a bad word on Gatsby's steps and he cleans it off. And then he's walking around looking out to sea and thinking about America. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's basically how the book ends. He says, um, he's like, man, you know, people, they showed up in their boats and like, this was the first thing they saw. And you know, this is the U.S. and blah, blah. He's just like musing about America for a while. And there's a famous... (laughs) And in the the distance,
1: there's Plymouth Rock.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's very weird. He talks about, yeah, just like the green light and hope and the American dream and blah, blah, blah.
1: (laughs) It's like at the the last paragraph, it's like, this is the point of the book.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to read the final line, Jackie?
0: I don't have it in front of me.
2: I'm gonna send it in the chat for that we're on Zoom chat. Okie doke. There you
0: go. So we beat on boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past mm-hmm. great i was
1: supposed to read that but you did a good job so we're gonna yeah he really <laughs> did keep it with that
0: oh, i thought we we're gonna pretend you were the voice actor
1: yeah oh we're gonna say that was me jackie does a great theo impression a great great theo impression
2: all right yeah i guess we have two three points of order and we have a little time we're gonna talk about unreliable narrator okay a surprise thing jackie's gonna like
0: and if we want to fire it or not okay yeah how is he an unreliable narrator
1: i will like you think about Everything that we know about Gatsby like Nick says that he learned it but you never have Gatsby like saying it directly or Meyer Wolfsheim. I guess Meyer does say some things directly but he's not super reliable either.
0: Yeah. It, wait, is it in it's in first person, right?
2: Yeah. I think he establishes at some point that he's writing this a couple years after the events have occurred.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Because at one point in the first part of the book, he's like, I found an old list of all the people who used to go to the parties, and Mm -hmm. this is what happened to them eventually. So I think it's been quite a while since the events occurred, and he's writing it. But yeah, he, I mean, he definitely, there's a reason why he seems not to have any thoughts or opinions. He's totally taken himself out of whatever role he had. Like, he's the one who reintroduced Daisy and Gatsby. Like, you know, he had a hand in this and wants to feel as though he's blameless, maybe? What do you think, Rachel? (sighs) He definitely
2: presents himself as though he never did anything wrong because he never did anything. It is because he's not the main character and is insecure about himself.
1: Theo just shared his screen again. He binged um, another and thing. And he has binged, is Nick from Great Gatsby a reliable narrator? First thing we see in big letters, not a reliable narrator. Wow. So he not only did he reintroduce Daisy and Gatsby, He could have at any point said something to Daisy about like Myrtle. He could have corrected Tom about. Or said
2: something to Tom about Myrtle or. (laughs) Yeah, about who
1: or who actually killed Myrtle. Right. He could have. He had a lot of knowledge and a lot of proximity to the action, but he didn't actually use any of his knowledge for anything good. He always felt like it wasn't his business.
0: He's merely a historian. Merely a historian.
2: (laughs) He has. I'm trying to think exactly how else to, to frame it. So. Part of it is that when we start the book, he's like, listen, I'm a pretty good guy. Here's some stuff about me so that you think I'm a good
1: guy. I'm the only honest person anyone's ever met.
2: Now I'm going to tell you a story. And then while he tells the story at various points throughout the story, because it's written from the future, he knows everything, but he tells us some things, like he kind of spaces it out. At the beginning, he kind of drips and drops little rumors about Gatsby, but he's like, who knows? And then reveals that he knows what could be the truth he also the way he talks about certain things he obscures his own bad behavior like tries to kind of hide that he abandoned this girlfriend in the midwest Mm -hmm. which you you kind of have to know like you have to pay attention while you're reading it a lot of people don't really notice that about him because he doesn't really bring it up much he obviously chooses to leave out a lot about his relationship with jordan because you know, in the final chapter, we learn that she calls him basically every day at noon and they would have these long conversations. Obviously, they were very close, but he totally didn't talk about her for, like, four
1: chapters. No, and he he talks, especially towards the end, about how disgusted he is with everyone. Like, I'm disgusted with Gatsby. I'm disgusted with Tom and Daisy. Like, I don't even want to see Jordan. Like, I associate her with all of this, like, bad behavior and money and everything. But he seems to be acting quite similarly to how he describes Gatsby acting when he was young, like just, you know.
2: Masturbating all the
1: time. (laughs) Yeah, just flirting with girls and then like tossing them aside, basically. It's what he's done with his, that girl in Chicago who he was supposed to have been engaged to but then wasn't. Or like the girl in Jersey City he's writing letters to but doesn't actually care for. And then Jordan, who he ghosts.
2: And Jordan clearly thought it was more serious than he did because – I mean she says she did. There's things where he shouldn't necessarily have known them. There that's just the reason that you're supposed to know. Like he makes it very clear the stuff with the car accident where he's like I learned this from Michaelis, the Greek guy. So the the structure of the book is constantly putting it in front of you that Nick here is how Nick knows these things he was there because people wouldn't let him leave or he asked this Greek guy or Gatsby's dad told him
1: and he apparently had no agency and no legs and couldn't leave on his own right know. but
2: but what I mean is like the book really forces you to think about how it is being told by a person with a limited perspective so it's not someone um, it's not like an omniscient narrator and it's not even a character who just says this is what happened Nick is always saying here's how I know
1: mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So anyway. I found out later from this person who saw this and talked to this other person. Right. So he may not even be intentionally obscuring things all the time. He just might not even know.
2: Yeah. It's it's supposed to be more like if a real person wrote it, there would be things that they were ashamed of about their own behavior that they wouldn't want to make <laughs> obvious. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they might forget to give you the details at a point that makes sense and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. So... Do you want me to tell you the thing you're that I neglected to say in the first part that you're gonna like Jack Jack?
1: Yeah, like give me something to like already.
2: Well, I'll talk about it a little bit, but it's basically I would call it the case for gay Nick. <laughs>
1: okay. So obviously gay has, Nick inhabit straight Nick. <laughs> yeah, gay Nick
2: habit, straight Nick. Listen to our Kafka episode
1: if you're curious.
0: If you want to get that joke.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, watch The Room because we've referenced The Room a lot for some reason in this episode. We've never, like, explained any of those shows. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we got to do an episode about The Room. <laughs> I know we do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be main feed, too, because we need everyone uh, to you know, we talk about it too much.
2: Maybe for our 100th episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could honestly probably get Tommy Wiseau to come
1: Tommy on. Wiseau. Wow.
2: We could get in touch with him.
1: You mean D.B. Cooper? I don't know.
2: Whatever. <laughs> All right. OK, so Nick has an obvious fascination with Gatsby, and he seems to not really build super strong connections with women. But that's not enough evidence that he's gay. To some people, it is. To me, it's not. No, that's that's. Foolproof. The big thing that a lot of people point to, and this is something I I already knew, but I passed over it this time, even though I knew it was there, (laughs) which is, uh, Theo, do you remember when Gatsby went to the party at Myrtle's apartment with Tom and her sister and her friends and... The friends were a husband and wife couple, and the husband was an artist.
0: Wait, is this the party where she got punched?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So two of the guests at the party, they were the McKees. Mm -hmm. And Mr. McKee is an artist, like a photographer. And I'm going to read you the segment. So when Nick finally gets to leave, he and McKee are like walking out together because I think McKee's wife is like helping Myrtle. Here we go. Come to lunch someday, he suggested, as we groaned down in the elevator... Where? Anywhere. Keep your hands off the lever, snapped the elevator boy. I beg your pardon, said Mr. McKee with dignity. I didn't know I was touching it. All right, I agreed. I'll be glad to. Okay, then there's some dot, dot dots I was standing beside his bed, and he was sitting up between the sheets, clad in his underwear with a great portfolio in his hands. Beauty and the Beast. Loneliness. Old grocery horse, Brooklyn dot, 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 again. Then I was lying half asleep in the cold lower level of the Pennsylvania station, staring at the morning tribune and waiting for the four o'clock train. So he's riding down the elevator with this artist. The artist is absentmindedly touching a lever, then, oops, dot, <laughs> dot, dot. They're at the artist's house. The artist is mostly nude in bed, and Nick is standing up beside the bed. He's drunk. We've established that already. Dot, dot, dot. Nick is waiting for a train at 4 o'clock at the station. In the morning. Yeah. Mm. So there you go. That's the scene. That's the the strongest evidence. Mm. That kind
1: of makes me think back to originally when he was supposed to move into this house with this roommate, and then his roommate was like, never mind, I'm not coming anymore. Were they... I don't know, involved or something, and then they broke up. and
0: Yeah, he doesn't want to tell us because he's unreliable. He's unreliable.
1: It kind of makes sense because, I mean, Fitzgerald himself was kind of, like I said no. in, in our biography episode of him, he wasn't gay. I'm not saying that, but, like, they definitely, like, him and Hemingway and, like, other people in their circle, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they got drunk every once in a while and did something confusing, you know? I think
2: that men were more homoerotic back then because you had to, like, if you were gay, you had to be in the closet and i had i've read some stuff about this but basically like when you weren't allowed to be gay you could do gayer stuff because everyone would be like no one's gay so this thing that you just this homoerotic thing you just did must be straight but now that people are allowed to be gay openly you know the the policing of the boundaries of like straight masculinity have gotten a little stricter in
1: some ways so are you saying that like there wasn't any Sincere homoerotic feeling, and that they just did that because they were friends. No, I'm sure there's
2: some sincere homoerotic feeling, but what I'm saying is, yeah, there are things that for a guy to do now, he would consciously be thinking, Oh, they're gonna think I'm gay, yes, right. But like, you if you read a lot about like in the past, men would constantly be sharing beds, men would hold hands as friends, and I'm sure sometimes they were holding hands as more than friends, but a lot of times they were like holding hands. As friends, right.
1: or they would kiss each other on the face or whatever. Right. So you're not saying like, oh, that's just how men acted back then; that was normal. Yes, but also like it was probably hiding some other stuff. But
2: for some men, that was a way that you could kind of openly express your gay affections or right. whatever. But for I'm saying for a lot of men, it was probably just, hey, you know, I can do this. It's not gay because nobody's gay. <laughs> Women do that to this day. Yeah, because the boundaries of femininity are not at policed as well it kind of they're like standards you have to reach but it's complicated it's bad in different ways for men and women
1: <laughs> like you can walk around holding hand like i can walk around holding hands with another woman and no one will think a thing about it you um, know
2: some people will think it's gay but um
1: some people will but it's not all the time especially holding y- hands
2: yeah yeah, if you see two men walking around holding hands, you're going to think they're a couple. Yeah. But if women are doing it...
1: Whereas with girls, especially if you're, like, out at night and you're partying or something, it might just be like, hey, let's not get separated or, like, let's stay together and be safe or,
0: yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Something like that. Yeah. Well,
1: also, uh,
2: female friends, like, a lot of times male friends don't hug each other, but men will hug their female friends mm-hmm. like you just don't express your affection physically the same way and women will hug yeah. their female friends which is something i find interesting when i meet up with like i'm in a group of mixed gender friends and we meet up with another group or whatever mm-hmm. like who hugs whom
1: like abby and i used to like nap together in the same bed and stuff like we weren't romantic at all we just like yeah cuddly buddies you know yeah but yeah. it's
2: i mean it's so anyway i think that a lot of the stuff so i did a little bit of research on f scott fitzgerald and there's just tons and tons of evidence of him being very sexually interested in women and having a lot of affairs with women
1: mm-hmm. and
2: he was part of like a very close knit community he wrote down like everything that happened in his life there are no rumors about him being gay. He never hinted at any, like, homosexual interactions <laughs> or attraction or anything. But
1: Hemingway did.
2: <laughs> of course, I would love it for him to be gay, but I just really think he wasn't, and I don't think there's evidence for it.
1: I don't think he was. I'm just saying, I bet I bet they experimented a little bit. I mean, they definitely compared peens, but <laughs> what's straighter than that? Am I right? I mean, Hemingway compared Fitzgerald's peen with statues, not with his own, as far as we well, know. Well, in his
2: mind, he was comparing
1: it to his own, I'm sure. And I'm sure he thought it was inferior.
2: It's also, the one thing about this scene with Nick and Mr. McKee is it's possible that it was put in, it's possible that McKee was written to be gay but the scene was written to show that nick is very non-judgmental and just kind of like goes along with whatever Mm -hmm. so not that he hooked up with the guy but that maybe the guy brought him home and to try to maybe seduce nick took his clothes off and got in bed and had this picture book but nick just awkwardly stood there fully clothed look at this beauty and
1: the beast i drew (laughs) well that's what nick would like us to believe maybe
0: i mean but nick didn't have to include that at all right
2: yeah he didn't have to Right. Who knows? He definitely had a fascination with Gatsby, but I feel like he just kind of, even though Nick came from a rich family, he kind of felt like he and Gatsby were the real ones, you know, who made it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't think Nick thinks of himself as rich. Like, definitely he's not as rich as Gatsby at all.
2: No, he doesn't.
1: I think he likes to think of himself as separate.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying if he's cousins with Daisy, he's not mm-hmm. as poor as he likes to think that he is he fits in despite his current lack of money he very comfortably fits in with all the rich people that he hangs out with Mm -hmm. and Gatsby does not even though he is also very wealthy so yeah
1: I mean Nick is also like again I don't know if this is just something I'm coming up with off the top of my head I don't know if other people think this but I mean I feel like there is evidence in the text for him just like he gets flirted with a lot. He has these girls he doesn't care too much about. Even his own cousin is like, hey, if you want to kiss me, you just let me know. Yeah. And then, like, maybe this guy takes him home, but Nick doesn't do anything with him. It's like there's all these different instances of, like, people want me, but I'm too cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm not fawning over any of these people. Like, I'm just desired everywhere I go. I'd like to leave, but they won't let me, you know? Yeah. Mm. We all know what that's like. <laughs> I, yeah, 100%. Okay. So many people have had to tear their eyes out to... Quit making sensual eye contact with you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, we made it through the book. Mm -hmm. In the next ep that we're releasing, we have the author Nivo coming on. She wrote The Chosen and the Beautiful, which is a really cool take on The Great Gatsby from the perspective of Jordan Baker. And it's also a fantasy book. So, you know how we talked about how there was a rumor that Gatsby was, you know, like had made a deal with the devil or whatever? Well, in, in Nevo's book, he basically did. So, we're going to talk about that and I'm sure we'll talk about like, you know, modernizing adaptations and it, it's just going to be a great conversation. I already know. So, I'm excited. <laughs> but um, before we get to it, what did you guys think about The Great Gatsby? Um,
1: Canonical? <laughs> Non-canonical? I See, I don't really know if I can answer the question of it. I feel like there's way too much dialogue about it being the obvious, like, canonical great American novel that I almost feel like it's— Makes you want to rebel. <laughs> well, it's just, like, you can't really say anything about it at this point. But I do feel like I really, really, really enjoyed the prose. Like, just beautiful. Like, beautiful, beautiful sentences. Like, even, like, that passage about, like, jacking it all the time. course yeah, So beautiful. <laughs> you know, like, it was. Like, just the, the cadence and the— the description and the musicality and the everything like just such good writing i don't have the words for it i don't i don't do words good yeah fitzgerald was a great writer undoubtedly uh, so i you know again standard everything that i hated in high school i now like very much more i went and um on on goodreads i had given this two stars which is terrible um <laughs> <laughs> i no longer give it two stars i probably give it 4 like it's not enough to make me think like this is a book that forms uh like a central part of my psyche or something like that. That's kind of what a 5 is. Yeah. Whereas a 4 is like whatever, you know. What?
2: Jackie, you're I'm, Okay, I'm you're like <laughs> Okay.
0: Whoa. You know how to get under Rachel's skin with this rating system.
2: It's so illogical. <laughs> I don't remember what I gave it in high school. I didn't like it that much. I might have like kind of skim read it and not read it that much. But I read it again in college, probably for American lit, which, oh, maybe it is the great American novel because it's about people from the Midwest moving to New York (laughs) and not liking it. I remember
1: liking it more There could have been less racism
2: (laughs) Yeah, I did talk about that in high school I think I was like, didn't like the racism But um, I like the book And I do, like you said, it's written really well I personally don't love it But that doesn't mean it shouldn't be canonical necessarily I mean, it's about the American dream So whatever,
1: I'll leave it in We could also let our guests decide I think it's too subtle for teenagers Like I literally today read back and forth the the page or two pages where it's revealed that Gatsby dies. I didn't understand (laughs) and call me dumb because I am. But, like, I read it a lot of times trying to be like, when did – how do we even know Gatsby is dead? Because it's just a little confusing. Like, Nick talks about, like, seeing Gatsby's body and – Gatsby has dialogue at this time even though he's dead but Nick says like yeah I heard it in my mind Gatsby saying like come on Nick you gotta help me out I can't do this on my own it took me forever to realize like he's not actually saying that Nick is imagining it and then he like calls or he answers the phone at Gatsby's house Mm. and tells the person, I'm not Gatsby, Gatsby's dead. And I'm like, wait a second, when did he die? I didn't even know, you know, it's just like... (laughs) He's what? (laughs) He's what? He was just talking the page before, I don't understand. (laughs) Because they say explicitly, like, we found George Wilson's body, but they never say, we found Gatsby floating in the pool. Like, that's implied. It's too hard to understand if you're just like blitzing through it as an assignment as a teenager (laughs) yeah Yeah, you really have to have someone walk you through it
2: i don't honestly i don't see the point in making kids read so many of these books because if you're like you have two weeks to read the great gatsby obviously that's plenty of time but they're not gonna take the time i feel like what you need to do is literally like sit with them and read it. Like, spend a semester on two books instead of doing eight books or whatever. And I feel like that would be more valuable.
1: That was how a lot of my English education was. We literally would just sit and read the books out loud. And I hated it because I hated listening to my classmates try to read these books. I know that sounds like snobby but a lot of the times it was like the teacher would read it and she would like do these accents and mm. I just like I just wanted to not do it I just wanted to like read the book you were too cool for school but you're probably right like that is probably the best way to do it but we never that's the thing we never had it explained we just read it out loud and then it was like mm-hmm. alright you heard it yeah <laughs> heard all the words pronounced wrong and um with the wrong emphases
2: here's something I've been talking <laughs> about for a while is I have a friend she used to live in Durham but she's in washington dc right now getting like a master's degree but she taught english literature in high school for a while and she said she'll come on the podcast so i think we should do an episode with her where we kind of talk about like what is it like teaching these books to teens and what would you do it this way if you didn't have like the school system telling you how to do it, like, what would you change, you know? Mm -hmm. Because we both have sisters
1: who are teachers, but they teach elementary school. We did something like that with uh, Dr. Brad.
2: Actually, you know, Mr. Robinson has, sorry, Brad, hasn't been a high school English teacher for a while, but my friend was until, like, last year. So I think Mm -hmm. that would be an interesting
1: convo. What do you think, Theo? Was this enough to make you want to read it, or nah?
0: Because it's pretty short. Just from the synopsis, it's... (laughs)
2: Whoa. What? Oh, so we did a bad job. It's really insulting to me.
0: No, like the story.
2: Oh, you said the synopsis. <laughs> from the plot.
0: Knowing the story from the synopsis not from the pros.
2: Uh-huh. It's
0: thumbs down, fart noise, get it out of the canon.
1: Yeah, the pros was the best
0: part.
2: Didn't you relate to Nick at all?
0: <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but that doesn't
1: even matter. Why okay. would he relate to Nick? Like, just because he's he's like person? A, he's a
2: guy who sees awkward things happen, and he's like, I don't want to be here.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, but Theo would successfully remove himself, I think.
0: Like, it's just like, <laughs> some people go to some parties, then this guy who I personally don't see as being that great, The okay Gatsby. Woman. And then they have an affair. Someone else who I don't care about gets hit by a car. And then it's just not that great.
2: I mean, the whole point is like the book's about the American dream, which sounds trite, but that's true. Like, that's what it's about. That's what makes it good. It's like, why Gatsby's great is like, what did he represent to Nick? What's he supposed to represent to the readers? Blah, blah, blah. It's just but like those are things it's hard to explain.
1: (laughs) Well, I feel like it's pretty clear that like Fitzgerald saw like he Gatsby was him, you know?
2: Or he wanted to be
1: He wanted it to be, but he didn't. Obviously he didn't want to have the ending that Gatsby had, but like he definitely I mean, he literally said the idea the whole idea of Gatsby is a poor boy can't marry a rich girl. I've lived it, I'm gonna write it over and over again till I die.
2: And he did. But he literally did. That's what's so silly.
1: But not the rich girl he wanted.
2: <laughs> Just another equally rich girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, if only he had been able to work through his issues in a healthy way. Who knows what his writing would have been like.
1: Yeah. Well, so you said you thought Daisy was acting manic and that the internet is mean to her.
2: Manic when she was at the party.
1: Do you think like she, because she, So she's kind of Zelda.
2: She obviously has mental health problems. I have no idea how much of it is like within her and how much is that she's in a really bad situation and can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, she's got a lot of mental health problems. She feels trapped in her life like Nick does, which is why it's kind of shocking to me that he doesn't sympathize with her a little more. But uh, yeah, I mean, his analysis of her as like being insulated through her wealth from any consequences is correct. But also, I I don't think she's a terrible person and the people who hate somebody was like. Uh, I can't believe them. They both suck. They're mid. And someone else was like, well, Gatsby's not that great. He tried to break up a marriage. It's like, who cares? What? Who cares? That marriage sucks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: but whatever. Anyway, I don't think Daisy deserved to be with Tom. I feel really bad for her that her family pressured her into marrying him. Yeah. Bad times. That's that. Womp womp. <laughs> womp womp. So I guess
0: it's staying in the canon.
2: Uh, let's let our guest make the final decision.
0: Oh, there's that's a lot of pressure on me. Nee.
2: Let's give her the power. Let's empower our guest. That's nice.
0: She's the babe with the power. What power? Power of voodoo. Power of voodoo. Voodoo? You do. You do. Do what? Remember the baby. The baby.
1: <laughs> you didn't start Bow. with that. <laughs> All right. Well, so um, <laughs> we're gonna decide. We're gonna decide if we get to do um another big cannon fire sound effect with Theo or not. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, I definitely really like the book. I just can't decide if kids should read it. So I guess that's the the, <gasps> the yardstick we're using. But we'll ask Nevo. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, you can check us out on social media. We are at Fire the Cannon Pod on TikTok twitter and instagram our facebook page is fire the canon podcast our email address is fire the at gmail.com our website is fire the please write us a review we got a new review this week it was awesome we are really excited about that and we would love to have another one also go to patreon.com slash fire the cannon to sign up for patronage and you will not regret it because we have a lot of fun things up on our patreon and you'll be invited to all of our little exclusive conversations so
0: that's it love it love it bye guys bye